Why, hello there. How are you? Yeah. All that. Wow. Oh, I know what that is. I'm sorry. That's me. Episode 99. <laughs> like, 99 problems with Danny's sorry. audio 81. <laughs> no, Danny's oh, audio clearly. The maybe the chat is right. I'm so sorry. I was looking at the chat. I was laughing at the chat. Didn't realize that I had YouTube on in the background because I was copying links for the socials and stuff. But maybe I am a little too high tonight. Maybe. Who knows? Is there Morgan might there? just know me way too well. <laughs> That could be. It could be. I think we all know you pretty well, but we love you. We love you very much. So it's me. It's me. It's PLD. And I'm here with two lovely ladies as well. Uh, my first, my work wife, Danny Joy. How are you doing today, girl? I'm good. I'm good. I think we know actually how we're doing, how you're doing at this point, don't we? <laughs> Lots of fun as always. I love you. I love you. <laughs> And joining us today is someone who uh, works a lot for this channel. She's been on the channel for a long time tonight already, but she's still here because she's that damn dedicated. She's finding her way through Airbnb, different places so that she can stream. A lot of work has gone into it, so I give her my, you know, my little clap, my golf clap, my salute. Alex Mack, how are you doing today? I'm exhausted AF. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I am. We're going to a new Airbnb very soon, and here in a few days. I have no Wi-Fi. That's why I'm here at my mom's condo, and you know she has really great Wi-Fi, so that's what matters. So I'm like, boss. I'm like, kind of looking to just hang out with some pretty awesome people, some of my good friends. Nile heroes wear capes, Alex. Nile heroes wear capes. Uh, speaking of that, behind the scenes. We have uh, one of the only guys that could uh, put up with me for long. And he pisses me off a lot. He fights me a lot. He calls me names, but I know it's out of love. He'll deny it. But uh, I thank Jake Yacovetta for uh, always giving uh, his best. For Shut the fuck right up. That's what I want. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's, his, that's his love language. That's what it is. It is. <laughs> Very true. All right. Look at that. I already got Super Chat in there. Andreas, good to see you, my brother. Hey, guys, you know who I am. You know what this is. You know what this is for. After show shenanigans, that, is, that always is a good time. That is always a good time. I so. will say there has never, ever been a person um, that we've talked about most in our private group chats, um, mostly, mostly Andres, just discussing how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> That is true, because we had different people tell us different things the entire time, and we all thought it was one way, we all thought it was the other. We finally got it cleared up, Andres Gallego, and we're good now. We're good now. We're yeah, finally I, uh -huh. good. We're finally good. That's what we're going to go with. We, there's no S. There's no S. We, the only confirmation wait. that I have is that there's no S. <laughs> wait, I thought, wait, it's not called Gallagos? That's what it is was. Is it Gallago, or is it Gallego? <laughs> I find there a Y. Is that L a double Y? Okay, thank you. I I always have to. Every time I read your name, for a split second, I remind myself I have to pronounce it almost like guy, as in G U Y. And so that's like my thought process when reading it. So I'm like a guy. And so, but once I have that first part down, I'm like, oh yeah, that's how you do it. I think my problem, honestly, was is the fact that I always read his his handle, so I go "Gala Ghost." Yeah, it makes from that. That's where it is, I guess. But that association makes complete sense. You're not wrong. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say because the ghost is at the end of it is why I assumed it was Gallegos because it rolls off the tongue. Danielle, you're wrong. 
You're blame this is way too much into into Andres's last name. I'm so sorry. Everyone should. It, it's out of respect. Please understand that this is out of respect, Andres. Like we're just trying to make sure that we pronounce your name right. <laughs> we love him. I love hanging out with him. He's he's one of my best friends in the community. I think he's a great guy. Um, real quick, I just want to address this. Yes, it is very late. We decided to go late tonight because Schmobates always goes by. We have so many guests on Schmobates, it's always hard to wrangle down the uh, different guest appearances by all our different community members and everything else. So we got to go with what they can do. So when they said they could do Saturday at, the, at our time, we said, all right, we'll just push the call live back. Why not? Because I got nothing to do. Mm. We'll just do it late. It's all good. Yeah. So <laughs> That's why you get this tonight. And love getting that. Love getting that. And actually, it's funny. Yes, it, it is almost, almost chilled action. It's, almost, mm -hmm. it's Kelsey with the brunette hair. <laughs> then you got three. There you go. Pretty much. So you got the eyeshadow and everything. Absolutely. I do feel like it is an easy, an easy target anytime Paul and I are both on anything, because then you can call anything Paul and I are both on chilled action. We could so. be anything. If we appeared on like John Roca's show, it'd be like chilled out nation or something. Oh, like, oh my gosh. I just thought of something. John Roca's not ready for that. No, a chilled action chmobate. Ooh. Paul's not ready for that. <laughs> That's Paul's what you not think. Ready for that. That's what you think. No. Maybe it'll have to happen someday. A little chilled action civil war. <laughs> Don't even. <laughs> Don't even get this started. This is the reason why we have Kelsey, it for Kelsey so will long. be the co-host, okay? Kelsey will be the co-host. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be one of the judges. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, that would end why we're that here. That would end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to Eddie. And that's how C2A just broke. They broke just stopped. <laughs> yes. oh, right. That conversation was our Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> we're obviously in a giggly mood. We're in a silly mood. Some of us have worked over hard. Some of us have worked on other things, and it's all sorts of fun and but you know, let's get to where we are talking about here. We're talking about the showdown, of course. And uh, we had a great match this week, play-in match for the tournament. Uh, the teams of the Misfits versus the Witching Power. We did do a breakdown, uh, Alex, and uh, of course our lovely statistician Megs uh, did a breakdown with Adam Witt. Uh, so you go find that on uh, the channel if you want a full in-depth breakdown. We figured we'd uh, talk about it a little bit as well because you know Dan and I didn't get our say on it. Um, and Alex could always add more to it. What did you think about this one, Danny? I Initially. was I was actually pretty surprised about this match. I, I genuinely like going also spoilers for for the playing match for anyone who hasn't watched it, please go watch it first <laughs> or enjoy the spoilers. Um, I definitely thought that the misfits were gonna take this. I was very surprised to see. Uh, what the outcome was from it, but really, truly, I wrote down a bunch of notes for this match because um, it really could have gone any way throughout the entire um, round one, round two, definitely could have gone either way. It was uh, enough to see a fucking six point, what was it, six or eight point deficit going into round two to round three. Yeah. Those round three questions for the Misfits were fucking hard as shit. Holy moly, dude! Um, Holy moly! All three of all, all of them. That like the, it, I don't think that they were necessarily hard. I think that it was just a like the 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 three point question, the Lakeith Stanfield and Issa Rae question. Um, 
I knew the movie. I couldn't get the title. It was just mm. one of those things. And that was just what it felt like throughout the entire run of the match for the Misfits. It just completely felt like what happened throughout their entire match was just not being able to catch it. Adam Witt, Witt missing the Margot Robbie question was a tough one for me to watch because I all, all, I had the same mindset. Like, oh, maybe it's a trick question. Like, what? I've only seen that movie twice. Like, I don't necessarily, I can't really remember anything twice, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> Anyways. Uh, I felt like it could have been a trick question that Margot Robbie was the wife. It, it felt too easy in that point. I don't know. Okay. What are y'all thoughts? I get that. Alice, what do you want? Do? Give us your um, Well, that's the thing. I have several points to say. That one, um, for that for that uh, two-pointer question, he legitimately didn't know the answer. He actually mentioned that he's just like, he couldn't pull her name. He's like that chick that plays Harlequin, but I don't know it. So it wasn't so much. He didn't think of it as a trick question or anything like that. He just legitimately, he he knew the face, not the name. Um, yeah, that was definitely an interesting match um, because also not only it felt like a good omen from the get-go because both of them, they ended up scoring 13 or 14 points in the first round what a great start to the second round but also they ended up getting a strength with the directors the directors category is a very hit and miss category but they went into it choosing that category that was the strength that they put on the wheel mm -hmm. and that is a that's always like pretty consistently unless you're paul preston <laughs> you know you know the directors or ethan Irwin, the directors category can really kick you right in the tuchus you know because any genre, any decade, you just don't know what you're going to get. You get either, yeah, you get either, you know it or you don't. It's one of those things that's not yeah. one you can pull. Um, I thought this match proved, one thing I want to say that it proved to me, it, it kind of proved the, some of the weaknesses that the witching power could have. For example, that second round, they spun Kurt Russell. Neither of them had any clue about it in a way. Yo, oh, okay. my gosh. I want to take a second to talk about this Kurt Russell category because yeah. it, it like when um if I'm on there and I okay, so I quick side note. Um a couple of years ago I started a Twitter with my ex-boyfriend over disaster movies because it was during Hurricane Harvey. It was during it was during Hurricane Harvey. We did nothing but watch disaster movies. So we started this Twitter account. I fucking love disaster movies just in general. They're that's a great category of a movie. So to see it mm -hmm. on the wheel was so much fun for me. I know it's been fun before. Still, either way, that I know it's been on the wheel for a long time. I love that category, and I feel like between that category and Kurt Russell, the quite like I, if I'm before watching this match, if I'm sitting back and I'm thinking to myself, what category would I rather take? Would I rather take disaster movies or Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell, honestly, kind of part of me feels like Kurt Russell might be something that feels easier. But yo, those Kurt Russell questions were fucking rough. Those were, so, in my opinion, look, okay, here's the thing. I'm so glad that you all made those faces because here's my opinion about what you all are versus what I am uh, as a movie watcher. Paul, you're an old dude. Kurt Russell, no offense. <laughs> but, wow, uh, just like this, like, <laughs> boom, boom. He's been a working actor since the 60s, y'all. His movie range is so As a child, wild. yeah, as a child. Mm -hmm. It's fucking wild. He's been working in movies for a long time. He's a prominent mm -hmm. Disney actor. That's someone who's, uh, whose movies that you, if you're making just questions for like a Disney category, you can just look at Kurt Russell's 
first half of his movie career and just go off of that basically. So Kurt Russell, in my opinion, has a very wide range. I didn't, I, I've honestly never seen any single fucking movie that these Kurt Russell questions were about. And you all are like, Alex, you're, you, you compete in movie trivia. You like to, no, that stuff. So all, so all of that. And I don't, I don't necessarily go and I watch older movies mm -hmm. the only movie that i can remember from this whole pick was backdraft i thought that this kurt russell category was fucking rough well, Guardians of the Galaxy, volume two, right? it's, that Galaxy. was the only easy question okay. that that to me legit felt like a one point if i ever heard one but it doesn't matter um okay yeah so i, I definitely agree with you if you are familiar i i think it's i'm like i i'm not familiar with kurt russell movies thing is i did grow up casually with them i watched them with my dad a lot tombstone maverick you know I fox and the hound movies fox also. and the hound is yeah uh, fox and the hound was one of my favorite and animated movies growing up and Kurt Russell was a voice of one of those characters. Yeah, and Fox and the Hound is a pretentious um, movie to put into the Kurt Russell category because I it didn't is, find that but, until I was fucking in my twenties. But all those movies, all the questions, it's kind of funny because all those questions that were asked you could have um, you could have picked the answer based off the poster. Robin Williams' face is right on the movie poster. It's bigger than Kurt Russell's backdraft. Come on. You know, um, it was it was very surface level questions for them. But yeah, I, I do agree with you. There's so many movies that people forget about Kurt Russell. They think of like maybe the core 10, but they don't, how many do they really know? There's so many secret movies that people forget about when it comes to actors like that. But I feel like that, you know, really apply that mentality towards a lot of directors, a lot of actors in general that are on the wheel that have their slice. Okay. Now, you did say I'm an old guy, and I get it. And I am an older guy. I fully admit that. Uh, and you're not wrong, because I do. I remember seeing, I did see, I got to see a snippet, some of your uh, your breakdown, Alex. I think it's watched the whole thing, but I didn't remember this oh, where Alex. Oh, Paul. Where, <laughs> where Alex, where uh, Adam Witt kind of, that's me. That's me. There you go. I got no hair left now. Excuse uh, me um, when I walked to my, with my VCR. <laughs> wow. With my, wow. my human computer. <laughs> VHS DVD with Kurt Russell. There, wow. There's, there. I can't honestly. To be fair, though, to be fair, Paul, I can't think of um, a single uh, technological thing. Like I can't make fun of you for barely <laughs> knowing how TikTok works. Because you kind of. I can't figure out TikTok. I can't figure out. I never like I was taught TikTok, but I don't really get it. Like I don't care about the dancing. Like I never really I, I was taught Snapchat, but I'm like, why don't you just text them? Well like they have 90% of the time they have the filters anyway. But you know no one knows that's TikTok. another conversation. No one knows. TikTok. That's the gift that keeps on. I was wondering why the background. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking TikTok. That's the that's my favorite TikTok thing of all time. So I got to go back to that one. Uh, <laughs> Look at this. No. Oh, I got to put that on TikTok. Oh. I'll do that on TikTok. I would like to uh, retire this meme. I would love to retire. I did do that one. Ed Harris, Paul Denuzio, um marrying <laughs> meme. And I would like to suggest that we just completely put in. Hold on. Let me find it. Let me find it. Let me find it. Nope, 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 nope. I know it's here. I just saw it. 
This is meant to be insulting, but I'm getting incredibly aroused looking at my husband. So, you know, jokes on y'all. Someone absolutely deleted this. Someone deleted the PLD Rachel one because I know it was up there. Oh, I didn't see it. I don't know how it happened. I know it was there. I literally just saw it and I was laughing at it before we started. (laughs) And it's not there. So I'm going to blame Paul. I blame blame Jake. Jake. I no, I'm going to blame Paul. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Let's get back to the showdown. Carly, thank you for showdown. Hello. Hi. Getting welcome to the showdown, showdown podcast. <laughs> Getting back to the Carl question, I did see the Alex's breakdown, and Adam kind of said the same, similar type thing. He said it was like a man movie, an old man movie. And it is, because Kurt Russell does a lot of old man movies at that point. Um, I knew most of them because I'm an old man. Um, but some of them hurt. But that's why the witching power has those weaknesses. That was my initial point, was that I feel like that just showed. I mean, again, it's just one example. And We'll have to see them have more matches before they, I can really say definitively. But the fact is, neither of them had any idea on it. Now, is that the case? I think I think their strengths mm-hmm. and weaknesses overlap each other too much. I don't know. I think they know the same things. I don't think they are, have the same weaknesses and have the same strengths. And that's not going to help them going forward. They won this match. They were lucky to win this match. That's what I felt like because they had uh, the uh, Misfits had a great lead. They were doing really well. I think the round three questions for. Uh, the witching power were pretty easy, I thought. Thank you. They Thank did. I mean, you. Dumb and Dumber. Billy who plays Idol. And Dumb Billy yeah. Idol. Billy Zane in Look, Titanic. These are all very solidly like well-known type things. I thought, and I was like, is it just those me? Are, those those felt like pretty consistently two pointers. Like what? my like like Lucas. He doesn't care about movies. He doesn't watch movies, like looking at the details. And he's like, oh, yeah, that dude, Billy Zane, that was also like coincidentally in Zoolander. So <laughs> but he's like, he means like Billy Zane is that guy for him, I guess. But yeah, those were very, those were also, they are like two women that kind of grew up at, you know, in the in 90s. 90s. And so I don't, I don't know about decades. It's very difficult to categorize as a strength overall, but when it's your it growing was up definitely, in that yeah, but it's definitely an easier category compared to like say seventies or I don't know dramas. The night we all I mean grow up to a point. We get to a point where we're adults and we don't. I um, think don't stick as well as they used to. And not even just an age joke here. I'm not even saying it's an old man thing. But when you're young and like yeah. you're younger and you go to the movies, you have the recollections of your childhood growing up in the nineties. You know Titanic very well. You know Dumb and Dumber very well. You know The Wedding Singer very well. Those are things that are going to come. Who doesn't know Titanic? Also, they're right. like arguably some of the best movies of the decade. Who right. doesn't know Dumb and Dumber? And who doesn't know Billy? Like the best, the absolute right. best Adam Sandler movie ever. Arguably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, and then you compare that with the Misfits had again. We talked about, it, and you're right. They had three harder questions. Uh, I didn't know the photograph question. But that's a new release. I just haven't heard of yet. I knew that they were in the movie together, but that was I didn't know the name of it. The uh, their five pointer um, was also. I don't want to say it was. It, I don't like it. It wasn't a trick question, but I feel like it was a very. It was a very difficult, especially difficult question for them because of, they didn't say 2019 movie or 2018. They didn't say recent releases. They just said what recent movie. Recent crime films, what they said. Yeah, crime and category. and and they and he, you know, Zipper mentioned that he's like, I uh, technically does that mean in the last two years or the last three years? And he ended up picking like Den of Thieves. It ended up being a movie from like two and a half years right, what, ago. The answer was Den of Thieves. Oh yeah, you're right. But that, that's yeah, that's from like two and a half years ago. 2018. That's not that's yeah. Oh, that was what? 2018. 
Do you yeah, have so, uh, a question that could have been, that's not recent. Do you all what? feel like that's a question that could have been challenged if you wanted to, if you all were competitors with the opinions that you have on it, with the wording of the question, do you all feel like that could have been something that could have been challenged? I'd say my answer initially answer is no, only because with the pandemic and then mm -hmm. the fewer released in 2020, they already kind of made it, they've already kind of said that they've expanded new releases to a degree in mm -hmm. a way. Now, is it a re recent release? It's not really, mm -hmm. but I, I think with the, where we had set as like has been dictated in past practice, I think it would be something you could challenge, but I think it would be mm -hmm. tossed out. That's my thought. It's like one of the things that yes. could be tossed out. I will say I totally, totally agree. Um, I was actually, uh, one of my competitors was asked in a match recently. I'm so proud of him. He did so amazing. He, he defended his title, but another conversation for another time. But um, so the question was specifically, uh, well, the answer was um, taxi driver and the other person just put driver. That's not the same thing. The right. taxi driver is not the same thing as truck driver or limo driver mm -hmm. or, or whatever may be. You can't like, it, you know, you can't really compare them. And so it's like saying uh, a, a surgeon is the same thing as a, as a professor in a college with a PhD. They're both technically do have doctorates, mm. but you go to one for a degree and you go to the other for a medical reason. <laughs> They're very different. You have to specify that. Now, no, I kind of apply that reasoning specifically towards this. They, that was not a, it is a question, it is a solid question, but if you are going with a vague question like that, you, you try to include a year. What 2018 film has the following actors? The following actors are all part of an ensemble of our, are part of what 2018 crime film? Because the word recent is so ambiguous. Some, for some people, that means recent releases. That could be in the past year or it can be in the past three years. To me, 2018 is not recent in any way, shape, or form. So Alex, challenge that question. That's like, I know I would want to challenge it just because it's the last question, what, what other opportunity we have, but I know it would be thrown out because that's just like, it's right. still, it's still, you know, it's still a solid question. It's just not, yeah. it doesn't feel like a thought out, a well executed question. Although I think I would argue, I could, I could argue from the other way. I think maybe it was purposely done because I feel like the question mm -hmm. have gotten very pop, uh, PJ and crew. I love PJ and his crew. Uh, yes. Honestly, I think they've been trying to, to write questions a little more cleverly in order to make mm -hmm. them more ambiguous in a way. For example, one of the, somebody brought up in the chat, and I was going to bring it up before, uh, before I could, but I couldn't at the time. Uh, they did not mention Gerald Butler, Jerry B. Not mentioned. Mm -hmm. Gerard Butler. Gerard mm -hmm. Butler was the star of this movie. Like, if it's yes. right, it was that a was, it was a Gerard was Butler a five movie. Five point question, right? It was a five point question. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it was a great thing for them mm -hmm. not to include the star. Sure. That makes it more or tricky. the year. And maybe that's the idea too. Or, of yeah, saying, no, absolutely. That's a, that's a, that's the thing. If you are going to be vague, a little more vague in one aspect, you have to give a wee bit. Question. Yes, even in a five point question, if you're going to be vague on one side, you have to give a slight more definition in the other, just a little I bit. Like I said, I, I technically don't think so when it comes to a five point question in the Schmodown. I, 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 like, yeah, well, that's the thing. Exactly. Recent isn't the same as new releases. Exactly. And new releases I, yes. So, I, hypothetically, yes. So, hypothetically, if it's a crime movie, he's also participated in several. I understand, like, that it's a great question. 
but it's even it's still a five question it's, a, it's still a five pointer if you say 2018 because everyone else is not a well-known actor i don't think so i think if you give away the year it's just giving away a tiny bit too much for it oh. so i think that, that would give away right. that not Paul Schreiter participated in like three crime movies that year elevate it to a five point question then it does kind of dilute it a little bit because mm -hmm. if you are doing what mm -hmm. you need to do your due diligence inside of the schmodown and studying in the way that you need to then you kind of would already know the year by osmosis well, way but but okay. let me interject and ask you okay. a question let me ask a question real quick. Let me ask a real, real quick question about this. What we said the difference between new releases and, and recent. What is the difference to you, Alex, between new releases and recent? It's like what recent. Time? Okay, recent releases specifically under under Schmodown is within seventeen months. Totally understand that. Isn't it two years? As far I was told, it was seventeen months. I was told it was 17 months. For recent or for new releases? For new releases. New releases. Sorry. Recent, right. recent, there is no hardcore definition. Like I said, to me, recent means th this year. Oh, wow. Can you yeah, say, I, yeah. You to me, that means Scoob. That means Troll World Tour. Like, I don't think of 2019 as recent. Oh, you mean like, less, is like more specific. Yes. Well, it's like, that's, that's on my mindset around it because there's no, that's my personal uh, definition. However, ah. not everyone has the same definition of new releases versus recent. Now, hypothetically, if competitors ha have been given that that uh, definition. If competitors knew ahead of time, recent could mean two or three years, heck, five years. It doesn't, whatever it may be, then that would make it a little more easier. But recent is doesn't really mean anything. That's interesting because that's my, my easier though. These are actors that have that are not known for doing anything all that much. They're more for TV. Slow down, easier. No, I no, I stand no, I stand by it. You know, these are yeah, I understand. It. They're it's still a very very hard question, even with even if you mention 2017 or what 2018, or if you say 2020, or if you just say what what recent release crime movie has like the following actors. It's still a very very hard question because they made no money. That's interesting to say. I mean, does it, people my don't, own, don't really know about it. You say that because honestly speaking, like my initial instinct would be that new releases would be, I'd say 18 months, especially with the pandemic. But for me, recent would go back for three years, three or four years would be recent to me as far as time frame goes. I Sometimes see that. So like that's and that's an interesting mm -hmm. way. So I don't know if we do need to define it more or not. I mean, I guess it's I guess you have to understand if things with the questions. We are opposite on that. But, but like, new we, releases versus recent. I think new releases for the Schmodown would go farther back in a category. That's, 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 like I, I could totally see that, but yeah. I need someone to tell me if we're gonna trace Schmodown like a sport. We need definition. We need specific, explicit rules. We're not. Ha we don't have that for these points where the questions are incredibly subjective. So we cannot treat it at this subjective. We need rules as far as what recent, what new releases mean. Hmm. Sure. That's, a, that's an interesting point. I guess. I guess. I don't. I get what you're saying. I'm not sure. I agree, but I'm not. I don't know if I have anything else to say against it at this point. But. Uh, I, it's a good it's a good argument to have, and I guess I could definitely see your points on it. It'd be interesting to see what someone like a PJ would say about that. I kind of like the idea that the five pointer you get as vague as possible. Like five pointer makes I I knew yeah, the answer. I, yeah, I, I knew the answer myself yeah, as a five so, pointer. Yeah. Um, granted, I liked it. I watched that and I liked that but I, I know Pablo Schreiber's in that movie. I know O'Shea Jackson in that movie, so I was like, oh, this is definitely a crime film. It's oh, yeah, it's definitely mm -hmm. um, 
So I knew it. Um, and I was surprised. I actually got surprised that they didn't. Um, but I like I like being more vague in five point questions to me as long as long as as long as they are equally as vague. They are all versus vague. the Billy Idol question, which is the most obvious two pointer I've ever heard. Right. Because not only is this, I mean, what's going to make a cameo <laughs> appearance? Two point question. That's yeah. a two. That's a two pointer if I ever heard one. Exactly. Yeah, it's a famous. It's a famous. Yeah, that's a two pointer. Too. Because there's some cameos mm -hmm. that are not famous that you're kind of okay, I can see that being mm -hmm. a five pointer, but in this case, it was pretty yeah. much a very famous who it was. But he was a exactly. part if, of that. if it was like Morrissey or something, or a huh. little more obscure, or Tom Waits or whatever, yeah, totally. But it was, it's like a whole thing in the movie where it's referenced right. later on. Right. It's so. a plot point a lot of times. Sometimes people make cameos and you don't even know who they're in the mm -hmm. movie. That's a four it's or five It's an 80s specific movie. It's very mm -hmm. easy to kind of just determine who could have. It's an mm -hmm. 80s specific movies. It's an 80s specific movie that was filmed <laughs> in the late 90s. 90s. Right. So, yes. Daniel Craig cameo. It's a period so, film. That's a period film. Thing. Like who's still alive right. around that time that could be relevant and popular around for an 80s set movie. That's so still very easy. Still, like even if it was like even if you did had to do mm. some sort of like deductive reasoning behind it, you could still kind of come to fucking Billy Idol. So it's it's uh it's not that hard of a question, but I like I want to say I can feel what was that the three or the five? That's the five pointer. That was the like that's the only like oh, that makes yeah, that in a way because mm -hmm. I don't feel like that's necessarily a five. I don't feel like that's a five pointer question. I also mm -hmm. don't kind of feel like it's a two pointer. I would feel comfortable more in a three point range because when I was watching this. Could have been my state of mind. Just read. I wa I've watched this match twice, both times, slightly inebriated. So <laughs> it could have been that. <laughs> it could have been that where I couldn't come up with the name instantly, but the face is like right there. The movie, like I want to grow old with you. Like that whole scene is in my brain while it's there. So. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily, I don't agree that it's a five point question. I no. truly, truly do not believe that that should have been considered a five point question, but um, I don't think it should be a two. Me, uh, I, I could, you know what? I, I can, it can be a two. Yeah. It can be a two. It, it, can, be a two. it can be a two or three. That, that's just, yeah, it, it's incredibly subjective. I know some yeah. people in the chat were mentioning, well, maybe, maybe if you don't know music and you don't recognize him at all, maybe you wouldn't even realize he's like a pretty well known thing. But thing is, it's a whole point, it's like a whole plot also, point in the movie. So that's it really like, is, even if you I don't know like, who he is. <laughs> I feel like that's also a sort of thing with mm -hmm. it because everyone here, everyone who competed in this is a millennial. So, or a millennial or above. So anyone who grew up in the 90s, yeah. who grew up with the wedding singer, who knew this question is is kind of something that's there. Imagine people who are like 20 years old, 20 in their 20s and mm -hmm. stuff like that, that aren't really into movies, who don't know 80s music the way that we as 90s kids know 80s music. Some, mm -hmm. some like earlier Gen Z's, older Gen Z's, later Gen Z's, whatever. Gen mm -hmm. Z's might not even fucking know who Billy Idol is. So maybe like, and this is no tea, no shade, y'all. No tea, no shade in this next statement that's going to come out. Like, what if it's something that Abby put as a five-point question? 
Like, you know what I mean? Because is that a five-point question to Abby and that's a two-point question to TJ? You know what I mean? Like, I, and I don't know writing, I don't know everyone in the writing team or anything like that. Like, mm -hmm. I said, no tea, no shade to anyone in the writing team. Absolutely, they've been fucking crushing it this year. But I do feel like sometimes with certain questions like this. Well, yeah, it's okay. I it's, think it's okay to talk about the questions as long as you don't complain who puts them there. about it. So we don't it's complain about it or whatever. I mean, like, we can just, I think it's discussing the the, the point value is a fine thing to do. Um, we we appreciate them here, and that's fine. We just we have different opinions on it. It's subjective. I agree with Alex. I mean, with Alex as far as like that, that to me this was a two pointer, but I understand why it would be a three pointer to somebody else, and I get that. But either way, either way, I think we both agree it's probably not a five. It's not a five. So I mean, it, yeah, it's at the end of the day, it's all subjective. All five. these questions, all these categories are subjective. You know, and you know, and. You know, there are my, there's a whole bunch of questions that they some some of these newer people would consider one or two pointers. And I'm like, <laughs> like, if you ask me any question regarding Herbie fully loaded, nope. nope, they're all five pointers for me. All of them are five pointers. Exactly. <laughs> they're all five pointers for me. If you ask me a question regarding Trolls World Tour, I'm sorry, I got nothing. I got nothing. I don't. That, that's going to be a five pointer. I know Anna Kendrick is in it, and she wears a crown. But that's all I got. <laughs> definitely falls in my. Definitely falls in my six percent. That's all I gotta say. Um, but let's say they, they actually matches itself. Adam Witt and Zipper. I'm actually I liked them together, and I, I I'm kind of sad that they lost. I wanted to see them do more because I do think they had a lot of potential as a team. And now they're probably not going to be together uh, unless they get drafted together next year. Because I don't think Dungeon. I don't think they keep Eric or Adam to be honest with you. Who knows? Maybe they will. Um, but I do think that they had a lot of potential. I'd love to have seen them go a little bit further. Uh, but with this now, we have Perry and Haley going. Their their <laughs> their prize, their award for winning this match in the tournament is to go face uh, to go face the founding fathers. Uh, so this is going to be, I think, honestly, at this point, I think it's a one and done for them. I think this is this is their win. I don't think they have. A, I don't I honestly don't think they have much of a chance to stand up against Ruka and Merle at this point. Anybody disagree on that? I, <laughs> um, I'm actually rooting for the witching powers in this one. Rooting um, is one thing. Rooting is one thing. So here's the thing. Here's the thing when it comes to, to what's been going on. Um, I don't think anyone should discredit Perry Nemiroff as a competitor at all. Um, mm -hmm. just Perry off as a, as a player, like not at all. Her as a solo player, put her in teams, put her wherever you want to put her. I think, Perry Nemiroff um, has this oh, godly like. I wish I could. I wish I could translate this like in sports better the way that I want to. But like the only thing that I can consider Perry Nemiroff as a player, and the only example that's coming up is like Allen Iverson, like just kind of like a loose gun. And it, like you know that she does good. You know that she's gonna do well. You know that she's gonna mm. carry whatever she needs to carry and all of that stuff. She ain't gonna practice though, because that's just practice, right? She's not gonna practice. We're not gonna talk about practice. practice. This is practice. 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 This, uh, this was um about this. But here's my thing about uh Perry and Haley as a team with the witching powers. I think that's a very underrated team because I think what we saw from Haley in this match was pretty phenomenal because Haley did well. We've always known that Haley has done well in the schmodown in categories that she's strong in and we've seen her also do well in categories that we don't know her very well in we don't know Haley in the schmodown really we don't we've seen her in these very small pockets of what she's what she's done 
And we've seen the categories that she's done well in, but as a player overall, when it comes to um, how we've seen Eric Zipper and Adam Witt play in as many matches as they have played in, we haven't seen Haley in that. So Haley is this weird, not weird, but just like this factor that's just kind of sitting behind there with Perry that I truly kind of believe in. Look, like... It just really depends on how and what attitude Dan and specifically John Roca goes into this match. Because if they if they go into it just with, look, uh, I feel weird and wrong for saying this, but I think that they need to study for this match. I do. I think that they, they just can't casually walk into this match and expect to beat yeah. this team. I don't. I think that there needs to be a slightly bit of uh, let's get ready for this match because these are players that have a bit of a higher factor. There are definitely teams that you can go into and feel like I don't necessarily I can go in with the information that I have and don't have to go deeper into what I know and go forward into whatever tournament that I'm in that I feel like sometimes there are those situations that absolutely do happen. This situation right now with the witching power versus the founding fathers, I really, truly, truly think that the founding fathers should consider studying a little bit for this match. I don't think that they will lose, but I do think that if they just go in there like, oh, if they go in there like, oh, this is the fucking team we're definitely going to win. I think they will lose. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Alice, what do you think? What did you say about that one? Um, I think they're going to fail so hard, so fast. <laughs> I think they're going to get TKO'd so quickly. Um, uh, witching power. One, their strength. I don't feel like they're a good team. Two, they're great individually, but I don't think they're a good team because their strengths are too similar and their weaknesses are way too similar. Them trying to troubleshoot Kurt Russell was a struggle bus. Okay. That was, I'm going to say that was my third week, a uh, third one. Um, my fourth one is like, okay, Dan Mora and Roca are, are already actively studying already. They have been actively studying all year. They don't really need to be in a situation where we're like, oh, we're going to be wishing power. <laughs> now we got to start studying. That's not going to be the case for them. They're, if anything, they're pretty much going to this match pretty darn comfortable. Okay. Um, you know, I, it's not so much I am all for the witching. It's like I would love the witching power to pull an upset. I love upsets. It's just, you know, especially after their chemistry, you know, obviously they work together. They are so amazing together. I love them individually. I love them together. But I don't feel like as a team, they're efficient. Their chemistry wasn't there. They were just like, um, uh, what did you think of? I, I'm not sure. Did you, ah, you know, they're too similar, honestly. I feel like as competitors and they need a competitor um, as a teammate that's going to challenge them to be much more efficient and also apply a lot of that same mindset towards the misfits. You know, I got to say one thing. I One thing I feel like I'm listening to Alex talk about this and this is going through my head. <laughs> Am I? I'm not wrong. I'm agreeing with you. So I don't understand why I'm how this is ever happening that I'm agreeing with you. We are on the same page again. This yes. whole episode is bizarro. Called action line. This is weird. I don't this like this. Weird. I don't like this don't, at all. I don't think that that the witching power is going to beat the founding fathers. I don't. 
I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it's not going to be an easy match. And I don't think that the founding fathers should take anything that they do lightly. Are they studying? Are they doing everything do. that they do? Absolutely. Because they're fucking showdown players that have been doing this mm-hmm. for a very long time. Do I agree that the witching power doesn't have chemistry? Absolutely fucking not. Um, them going through what they needed to go through, like I said, like y'all can talk about Kurt Russell and be as pretentious as you want to be about movies and all of that bullshit that you want to be. That's fucking fine, y'all. That's fine. But those they don't need to be though. Were tough. Those fucking Kurt Russell questions were that, tough. That's fine. Okay, that's absolutely. I totally no, I, I agree with you. They know mm-hmm. each other. They're going through things. Mm-hmm. They have worked with yeah. each other. So they mm-hmm. fucking do shit together all the time. I absolutely agree. They I don't have chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird to my brain because they work with each other so how can they mm-hmm. not have chemistry i think that they do have chemistry i think it's good to argue that that they have similarities together because yes they do they really do but also mm-hmm. john roca and dan Merle do as well so they have a lot of similarities that 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 enter there but there's also a player that is elevated above a certain player in both teams in, in general movie knowledge and i think that mm-hmm. that like whether or not that team has a higher caliber of movie knowledge than the other team, no, I don't agree. I I don't necessarily. They, but when it comes to players, are, player have more knowledge than the other player in the team. Absolutely, mm-hmm. in my opinion, yes, a hundred percent. I do not think that this is going to be an easy win. That's my point for this match. I don't think it's going to be an easy win. There's not going to be a TKO in this match. I don't think that there's going to be a TKO in this match. Um, I agree that the Founding Fathers are going to go on to move on for this tournament. I think that the Founding Fathers Mm -hmm. have the potential to win this tournament because of the attitude and everything that's gone on with the other tournaments behind it. Yes, 100%. I think they're going to go into it with all of that. But do I think this is... That's not what I'm arguing here, though. But what I'm arguing is that they're... That's not what I was kind of talking about, though, specifically. It's not the much that they don't have the core knowledge to in categories, in certain categories, like Kurt Russell or directors or certain decades or whatever. That's not the thing. It's my concern. It's more how they tried troubleshooting together. They didn't troubleshoot effectively together. And that's what separates a good team. Liked. Yeah, absolutely. If you are troubleshooting together as a team, you want to you want to walk each other through it. You want to figure it out and be like, okay, well, I know it's you, like, girl. I, that's you. No, 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 no. If you look at any great team, if you, I that's fine. But if you look at any successful any successful team, any successful team that actually at least has a few wins under the belt, you know, they work on that chemistry. And you can have you know, I can have chemistry with my dad, you know, or my brother, you know, when it comes or like Lucas when it comes to you know hanging out, whatever. That doesn't mean we're going to have chemistry as a team when it comes to getting movie that trivia down. Mean, that doesn't mean that, that the chemistry the same thing. you guys have with each other works different than the way that you and your dad work together. So Absolutely. Yeah. But as a result, though, their troubleshooting abilities as a team wasn't The way that other teams work together, I think, is not a fair way to evaluate this as a team together. Because I, I just think that's a silly way to compare teams and how they work together and how they communicate with each other because you don't know especially with how we have to see things online now so i actually did write this down um in the map as a note for something they talked about having it so this was going for round two um i believe uh for adam witt and eric zippers match going into round two they talked about having a safe space being able to Mm -hmm. to go to multiple choice uh because Mm -hmm. at that point they were up 14 uh i 
think where I can't, it, it was 17 to something wherever it was inside of the match. So what they talked about was being having the safe space going into round two. So they felt like they could go to multiple choice into their round two, which is where I think they kind of messed up a little bit because they felt safe in the point lead that they had going in from round one to round two, which is why they decided to go to multiple choice for certain questions because Eric Zipper had the Angelina Jolie question for, I believe mm -hmm. it was the second question. It was who directed- uh, Unbroken. Who directed mm -hmm. Unbroken. The, 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 yeah, the, yeah, who directed the war biopic. Before mm -hmm. they went into the I remember. choice. So uh, going, so with that, like, there's a lot of, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like um, connect these dots into mm -hmm. going back and transitioning back over. To the, I'm talking I, I do, I do want to mention though, that the thing is, I, I don't want to, like, I, I'm not here to compare the chemistry between the two different teams because they have very different, different styles as teams. And, you know, and, and, and that's like, and thing is, I absolutely agree. Thing is, uh, but the thing is, uh, thing is, I, I do. Whereas the Misfits lost, I do feel like they had a little bit better uh, chemistry as a team as far as troubleshooting. I do think they, if they under the right manager, they could work more efficiently. But they're very similar as far as strengths and weaknesses, and I feel like that was the reason why they kind of they fell apart at the very end, unfortunately. And that happens. We're human. Things happen. That's and same right. for and same for the Wizard Power. I and and. and and say specifically, but for the but for the witching power, it's just like I mentioned. They're also two very casual competitors that are going up against seasoned champions. Now, be, being a casual competitor, like I've said before, and I will continue to say again, that is totally fine. That's awesome. We need casual competitors. They're fun. They're they're very chill about it. If they win, amazing. If they lose, no big deal. However, they're going up against competitors that not only take this immensely seriously. They take it seriously year round. They're not in it just for the team's tournament. They're not in it only in one league. They're actively involved in Schmodown year round, no matter what. I, and their mentality behind training uh, pretty consistently is reflected in that. Perry, she's like very vocal about it. She's like, I love Schmodown, but I, I, you know, if I, I don't study all that much when I'm in it, I'll study like some movies, but you know, it's not a massive priority for her. She's mentioned in numerous interviews, but you know, and same for Haley. Any any match that she's been in, she's been talking about in recent matches. She matches she has been in. She has talked about wanting to come back into the schmodown. That doesn't mean that you're, you're, you're that doesn't that, that that's not the same thing as studying year point round. Is, the point is for that what she was talking about when she was saying that stuff is she wants to take this a little bit more seriously. That's what Koi is doing for her. Koi is, Koi is allowing her to study in the does way that, that she wants to study. Does that mean not does that mean she's going to be studying on the same level as Roka that studies like four well, hours a day while preparing for a single match, or Dan Merle. Thing is, exactly, it doesn't matter if they. It doesn't matter that they can't. Absolutely, like I said, they're that's their the mentality is just different. If they study, if they study two hours a day, awesome, even better, great. But it's a very different type of competitor. I said that the myth that like the witching power is going to beat the founding fathers. No, no I, I that's like no, that's what's no, gonna absolutely. happen. It's like there, I think that yeah. it's gonna be a tough match between it because I think that Perry is taking this a little bit more seriously than what she has taken it. I think she's a casual competitor by comparison more seriously than what she has taken it into in in the past because I think that they're invested into this and I think that they would appreciate to be able to go on. Do I think that 
they're they know that they're going against some really tough competitors absolutely no one thinks that the witching power is going to beat the founding fathers i feel like i can say that with full confidence and for everyone in this group and in the chat can absolutely 100 say that no one believes that the witching power is going to beat the founding fathers in it. But to, to say that there's no team chemistry between these people who have worked together for years. That's irrelevant. Oh that's irrelevant. Alex. That's irrelevant. That's completely irrelevant. There's a lot of people that work together actively and that are not good right, teams. Right, Alex. We've worked together for a year and look at us now. No, I mean, it's just the way it is. I mean, it's just the way it is. A lot of, there's a, there's a lot of people that, um, you know, like video, like a video drew and, uh, and Tom, they didn't work together until they, until they actually met for that actual match. I think it was like, a, actually, it was like a day or two and that worked out amazing. And that worked out amazing. But there are also some people, there's also some people that, uh, you know, have worked together a year for years and it doesn't work out. You know, it's just, you know, everyone's a little bit different. There's a lot of different types of, there's lots of different types of teams. So we can't say the same thing. Like I said, this is just a very different type of team. This is like a, this is a really great team. They have a lot of potential. It's just, I think that they, it's just a, like a very different type of team altogether. You know, they're not in the same conversation as a top tier team. No, do I think I they're, I do I think they're a bad team? No. I, I don't feel like anyone has said that. The argument I know. is team chemistry. And they're fine. They're not great. They're fine. They're passing. They have a C plus. They don't um, have a C plus. They have a solid C plus. Have a in C chemistry plus. or as an overall team? No, I think as a solid C plus. I, again, when it comes to team chemistry, it's more than just promos. It's more than that. It's more than just being like, hey, how are you doing today? In between, it's like it's how you're able to troubleshoot in the middle of things, okay? And being like how you're able to kind of uh, refocus each other if needed. Because that aspect is more important than, uh, than uh, most aspects of being a team together. Well, I mean, let's be honest here. Also, I'm going to say real quick about chemistry. Is it, it, you're talking about they got lucky things. though. In terms of in terms of in terms of chemistry, there's, there, chemistry is important to a degree. I, yes. I will say, Alex, chemistry is very important to a degree in terms of. But when you're facing someone like a founding father, it's not as important because you got to have that level first. Uh, chemistry mm -hmm. will be important if you're facing a team that's on the same level as you or in the same ballpark as you. I just don't think that. Perry or Haley are in the same ballpark as Merle and Roke at this point. Mm -hmm. Could they be? Maybe at some point if they really tried. I mean, but Roke and Merle are had enough opportunity to work together in the same capacity that that's that's true. Have. Very true. Absolutely, one hundred percent. But to say that they don't have any chemistry at all is just I didn't say that though. Don't put whatever words in my mouth, please. Don't. That's not the case. Um, I just said that they have a lot of work to do as far as chemistry. The well, you, great stated C plus. you stated C plus chemistry. That's what you yes, said. Yes, it's that's passing. It's passing. I that's a that, that I say that because it's a passing. It's a passing grade. Please let me talk. It is a passing grade. It is a passing grade when it comes to a team. It was their first match together. They've never played together as a team before. So that's what I expect. I expect to to only improve from there. That's the way it is. I didn't expect them going into it being like, okay, that's a future champion team. That's not the case. What I want from them is honestly, like I mentioned, chemistry overall. And I want them to be able to hopefully troubleshoot situations. You know, if they're, like I said, if they, okay, well, it's like, hey, um, 
it, when it comes to it's like, oh, it's A and B. Okay, well, I know it's not this one. Okay, let's go with this one. All right. So they have that kind of self-reliance and that takes time. I understand that compared to founding fathers, obviously they played a lot together over the years. And that makes sense that they have a lot of great chemistry together. You know, um, they also have a very similar mentality when it comes to Schmodown. And the the witching power, they're a very obviously this is their new team. But also these are very two very different competitors. They're really great uh, singles competitors. And I think they have nowhere to go but up as a team. But it's just it doesn't compare. It's like apples to oranges. Okay. Uh, I think it's an interesting, I think we kind of talked this one out at this point. It's an interesting time. We definitely have a, a good match come up. I think it'll be a fun match either way. I do think the Founding Brothers will win. I think we all think that at this point. Um, I think it could be a fun match and they could make a good showing. I do think that Witching Power could make a good showing and uh, we'll have to see. Uh, but let's like move it on now to the rest of the tournament. We have a couple matches and we're playing this week. Uh, the first match we got playing this week is Category 9 versus uh, The Odd Couple. Uh, which some people actually consider that Category 9 should be a, a first play-in team as well, uh, but they, they lucked out, I guess, in a way. But I guess, in a way, it's really, I don't know if you're lucking out facing the former team champions. I don't know if that's a, <laughs> that's really lucking out or not. Um, I'll Since I uh, haven't talked in a while, I'll ask about my uh, views on this match particularly. Uh, I think the odd couple are going to win this match. I think there's no doubt in my mind this is going to happen. But I'm very interested to see what we get out of Jader and Brandon Hanna. Uh, Jader has kind of made his name for himself as a not top-tier player yet, but he's done very solidly. He has the potential of being... Um, Potential of, of, of improving to be a top. He could potentially be a top tier player eventually, if, depending on how he works. I think he's a good solid player. Mm -hmm. We just have no idea at all about Brandon Hanna. Not a clue at this point. Because we've only seen Brandon Hanna in Intergeekdom. We've never seen him in the singles. We can only talk about what, he's, what he knows, what he doesn't know. We're going to find out. Um, but it's hard for me to think if he went into Intergeekdom and he's solid went into Intergeekdom, if he had enough time to really try to study uh, the regular side of the showdown. So... There's a lot of there's too many firsts in this uh, match for me to give uh, the category nine much hope. First time Brand is playing in a single. <laughs> First time Brand is playing in a single. First time Jader is playing in team. Brandon, Jader and Brandon are playing in teams, and I don't even know how well they they know each other. Uh, I did hear that they've been working together since they. I mean, obviously they've tried to work together since they were announced. But is that enough? When you got Snyder and Andreka who are veterans in the league, long-term veterans in the league long-term team veterans and former champions. I, I don't know how we could see anything but an odd couple victory here. I hopefully think so. Um, I actually, actually, I agree, you know, on most of your points, unfortunately. Um, you know, we don't really know all that much about Brendan Hanna. The thing is, he has known that he was going to be in teams for a long time, <laughs> for a very long time. And so, and I've actually, I made that little, um, I, I made that little, little like idea. I put that like on Twitter. I feel like several, like a whole bunch. I feel like forever and a day ago. But you know, he's been training for this for a long time. You know, before he came onto IG, he was also <laughs> training. He was training to be part of teams, honestly. So I'm honestly not surprised that he ended up going into teams. I am a little curious to see how he's going to be going up against, going teamed up with Jader because you know Brandon Hanna. He's a showboat. He's a show pony. You know, it's all about him. You know, it's what he's going to do for now. And I don't think that's going to really work well with someone like Jader, who is such a specific, very hyper-focused kind of competitor. So I don't know how that's going to really work out together. 
honestly. So, and versus coming out, going up against the odd couple that have com played com played competitor uh, competitively together as a team and individually since like season two, I feel like, I think, whatever, maybe season one even. Yeah, yeah like, and, and Draco was like from season one, I think, or was it no, season two? But no, Draco's not there for that long. Not, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look oh, it up. Well, not that yeah, re, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah regardless, though, uh, they've been competing actively in Schmodown for a very, very long time, though. Right, Snyder. They're not babies. They're not babies. Snyder was 2016 was his first match, and uh, and Draco was I think around the same time as that. I think maybe a little bit later on actually, because he came around with bibs. Just curious, I want to put the facts out there as they are. And Draco was also late in 2016, so that's, that's oh. where they are. So they're probably a little more recent than you think, but they do feel like they've been there forever. I do. I will. I'll give you that. They feel like they've been there for longer, but um, yeah, you're right. Uh, so, but yeah, no, you're and you're not wrong about Hannah. Hannah's definitely a, a, the showboat thing. He likes that's why I'm kind of interested to see their chemistry going forward. Jader hasn't had any kind of heelish attitude at all. He's been kind of for being on a heel mm -hmm. team. He's been kind of mostly letting he'd let like other people, his managers, do his heel work for him, so to speak. I'm um, interested to see maybe that's what's going to happen too. Hannah will be doing the heel work for them, so to speak. Uh, he'll just concentrate on, on getting questions and have to see how that goes. <laughs> Do you think it could be very similar to like when Who's the Boss came forward? Like, like, like Ben Bateman came, he was like, oh, he was like doing this heelish thing. And then Riley was like, it was like, oh man, I'm so, I, I apologize for him. He's like trying to be a face on his behalf, I guess. So they could have a little bit of that dynamic. I mean, that I can see, honestly. I can see that happen. I mean, it'd be fun anyway, although I don't know if. I don't know if Jader. I don't know if Jader will play that up as much. I don't. I can see that happening, mm -hmm. but uh, it won't be as good. I don't think. And no offense to either of them, but I think Ben and Mark had that just down. Uh, that that down yeah. so perfectly. <laughs> oh yeah, I missed them <laughs> already. I would like to see them together again. I did, see, but that's yeah. probably not going to happen as well. It's probably not going to happen. Although yeah. You know, um, but yeah, that's the the first match we got going on. That's going to be next Tuesday or Monday on Patreon. I believe. Ian. And I think it was actually mentioned that the Odd Couple, if they don't win these next few matches, potentially they're going to retire. I mean, not retire, but they're going to, you know, the Odd Couple's done. Yeah, yeah, they put that out there. They have put that out there. And I always kind of say, well, I believe a lot of mm -hmm. that when I see it. I mean, exactly. Rock, people talk about a lot of things. Roka has retired, like wanted to retire several times. And Andrew Guy's retired a couple times. I just, I feel like you say things like that when you're when things are going not your way. Um, mm -hmm. winning couple matches obviously will make it go your way and you won't be talking about it again uh, but sometimes you just need a break from things maybe that's what it'll be, they'll lose a couple maybe they'll take a break and see what happens um, it, all, it all depends on the draft score, that's the whole good thing about the draft this year or this year, next year, etc, cetera, etc cetera. Like, will Roxy keep them both and will that happen or will Roxy decide to split them up at that point so I think Roxy's pretty solidly in their corner but if they decide to split Maybe they'll tell Roxy that, and maybe that will change things up. It's gonna be interesting to see how that works. Yeah. Well, that's something I I, I do think the rock stars because Jeff Snyder thrives working with Roxy. No one's gonna dispute that. You know, he not only she's able to kind of work, not only uh, just work with him efficiently, she will tell him exactly what he what he needs to hear. He has he's a certain personality. He doesn't mesh well. He can't be with Dagnino. You know, right. I don't think he would do well with Kaiser, <laughs> you know, you know, it's, you know, maybe, but ugh, it would be kind of iffy. So, you know, it would definitely be, um, 
So I, you know, I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to, you know, potentially play out. I don't, I think Andrako, however, it needs to either, either he needs to really do better, uh, you know, better be part of a team or else he might need to, you know, find a new manager, honestly, because I think honestly, he can be, he can succeed without Roxy. I don't think Jeff can though. That's a, yeah. I don't know if I fully agree with that, but I, I, I don't, it's kind of mm -hmm. fun. I'm in between. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I think Jeff Snyder gets helped by Roxy. Um, I think he could survive without her. He survived without her for a couple of years. I mean, he she definitely took to the next level. It'll be interesting to see mm -hmm. how he would react going, uh, like having had her tutelage ever, and then going out in the world post her. I just think he could take that with her a little bit. Um, and it depends on what, what kind of manager she does have. Maybe somebody else could. Maybe a Koi or a Winston might be able to do the similar type thing. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, but either way, it'll be interesting to to see what happens. Danny, what do you have to think about that that match? The uh, upcoming one with Category it's 9. Category yeah. 9 Category nine versus the Odd Couple. We, we kind of veered off into the future. It, but. Um, I think it's, I think Odd Couple has it. Uh, it'll, it, like like you all said, I think it'll be very interesting uh, to see the chemistry between Brandon, Hannah, and Jared Promo. Um, I think I, I do think that they they could possibly be on similar scales with knowledge when it comes to it. I, I don't know. I don't feel like I've seen them enough in. Uh, I feel like I've really only seen Brandon Hannah in Inner Geekdom. That's just kind of where I feel like I've seen Brandon Hannah the most. So I don't feel like I know necessarily how he's gonna do in in a teams tournament. I've seen Jader, and I know how he does in it. And I know his knowledge behind it. And I have confidence behind Jader. I also have a lot of confidence behind Brandon Hannah. So I think that they would do well as a team, but I, I, I just don't know where their similarities and differences will kind of run. You know right. what I mean? So that's the only thing about it. I, I just don't ugh, necessarily know where it is, but I think this is odd couples game to win. And that I do agree that the play in match should have been between category nine and the witching power. That should have been the play-in match. There, mm -hmm. I just I, the only <laughs> I agree. Um, take here. I just feel like it's giving founding fathers a road to the win for that because they because of where they are in in the uh, in the spectrum of the whole tournament of it. But I I truly feel like category nine and witching power should have been the play-in match for it because those are the two teams that we've seen that are untested behind right. it. Um, what other teams? I'm sorry. What I mean, other teams are in there that have not played as a team before? Well, Misfits hadn't played as a team before, but they did. They both had played on teams. So I guess that that definitely makes it. I understand where you're coming from from that because they Zipper had played on team and uh, obviously I had Wit has done only teams. Exception um, and Exception never been on team. Are the only other teams on there who have not played as teams before? But Deception, of course, I uh, mean, uh, okay, you could also argue that Deception could have been a play in match because these are both technically rookies for right. the showdown as opposed to every other person inside of it. Every other person that has been in there has been playing in this league for a very, very long time. I so don't disagree. Big argument, a big argument that Deception could have been in the playing match. This is a case to me. This is a, I'm sorry. This, this that is a case to me where storyline and momentum kind of took over because Adam Collins was doing so well and he's 
I mean, he's obviously been on fire throughout the whole thing, where it's kind of like, well, this is a guy, he's already proven himself. You can't put him in a play-in match because we want to see him in, in the real, in the tournament you can't at this point. Um, but it, it, that sometimes happens. Like, we, we do treat this as a sport. We've had, had this argument before. Sometimes there, things are ranked, but there is sometimes mitigating circumstances in terms of uh, momentum, storyline, that kind of sometimes tweak things a little bit is it is it fair is it legitimately completely fair probably not but it's kind of the way the sport has to go as a sport entertainment package as it as it goes so this is where you you, you got to bend a little bit sometimes in a way and i get where it's the argument would be that's not fair but I, I also completely understand why they did it why i do it this way this at the end of the day it's yeah. also about showmanship it's it's, about, it's a show it's about ratings you want to get you want to this is what the people want which is why, which is why, uh, fucking Ethan Irwin and Andrew Guy's team is not in a play-in match because they're legends that's the team that you want to see. Like that's this is obviously we're an Action Army podcast. Hello, um, all of that good stuff. So of course we want to see either Andrew Guy or Ben inside of this tournament. So if we get a chance to see Andrew Guy inside of this, that's exactly what we want to see behind it. Uh, so that's that's why I'm not arguing against. But again, Ethan Irwin and Andrew Guy have been players inside of this, uh, inside of the league for a very, very long time. Um, where, where could you put a play-in match? Was the decision to put the Misfits versus the Witching Power for the play-in match the best decision? Decision that was weird. Hello, Tequila. Um, that that would that could have been like a, an odd thing against it. I don't. I. I personally feel like it would have been a great play-in match to see the witching power against Deception because Deception would have won that. And I think that that would have given Deception also a leg up behind it because that would have given them one extra match that they would have won over everyone else. If they yeah. do go to the end of the tournament and they do take it in a way that a lot of people are kind of predicting, it's so weird to see how many people are on the side of this team right. is against all, literally all of the other teams who have played in tournaments before. <laughs> so, I I get it though. Like, you gotta be honest, after uh, the horror free-for-all and after the singles tournament, I already kind of declared at one point um, that I'm, I can't pick against Adam Collins until he loses at least. <laughs> at this point, I'm just not going to pick until he loses at this point. And that's that's hard. Yeah. Uh, I get the concept, yeah. but I, you're you're not wrong. Well, any if you're looking at the if you look at the chart, I mean, any of these like you don't want to put the established teams on in those. You want the rookie teams to play in those uh, you know play in matches. Misfit in uh, between misfits, um, uh, witching power. Um, uh, uh, deception and uh, category nine. Uh, category nine. Thank you. Think it's like they're all interchangeable. Um, you know. So honestly, I am very surprised that some managers. I, I wonder if it would, would have been possible if some managers would have requested the play-in match potentially. Because if you are in a lower ranking, uh, you know, tier such as Kaiser or Roxy, where they're really not doing great, yeah. <laughs> obviously faction-wise, points-wise, you know, you know, hypothetically, if you win the team's tournament, amazing. But you would also have 
three wins in order to get you that uh, tournament win instead of the regular two matches compared to a lot of the other teams. So you want that extra potential match to get more games. So I wonder if might have been be like, hey, please give me that extra match or not, you know? It, it, you know, it's and maybe there was an ultimatum where it's like, hey, I'm only allowing rookies playing in them or not. You know, who knows? So I want to ask the two of y'all, um, how do you feel about the teams that were picked for the play and match for those specific point reasons? Like when we think of uh, the witching power for the quirky mercs going in versus um, well, they can't. I'm sorry, they can't put Shazam in because Shazam is the is the team uh, champion. Uh, the team champion. Yeah, the team champion. Yeah. So, uh, kind of. Okay, then let's go to corruption for the example. So, putting in um, Marisol McKay and Adam Collins before ahead of your fucking the whole reason why you started this team. Is as a manager going into this tournament, put deciding what teams you're going to put into this tournament. Do you all feel like the managers made the best decision for these teams' tournament? Um. Uh, so, so that's definitely a complicated question, just because there are different managers. Definitely manage different different ways right. um but some competitors requested ex almost specifically i only want to play in teams i only want to play in singles or i only play want to play in ig or both i mean what maybe you're a multifaceted competitor such as brandon hannah or adam collis amazingly you know where you are you are able to be in multiple leagues but some competitors maybe it's down to availability maybe it's just they don't like being on a certain leagues they will only they would request to be in one league and so the thing is with the with uh, deception in particular that was a direct re that they were a backup plan <laughs> essentially they were the backup plan to corruption um you know if corruption were to win essentially and so you know that was like it was them or the uh claudia What's her face? Claudia Dolph and Mark Hoyk. Yeah, Coyke. Mark Hoyk and Claudia Dolph. That was another suggested team combo. Mm -hmm. The Black Swans. <laughs> what, a, what a great team that would have been. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, either way, though, I, I do think that after around the time where uh, Shannon was starting to come to the decision where she would have to pick a team. You know, at that time they were filming Adams's matches, and right. she's like, "Oh crap! I gotta put this guy and make as much use of him as possible because it is game time. We're wrapping this up. We only have a few matches left, <laughs> and I want first place." Right. So you ride right. the hot streak. She's doing what we're doing, mm -hmm. riding the hot streak in a way. And I get that. And I totally get that to a degree. Um, I will also say that I think if I'm wrong, I could be wrong. I'm just a little sad that he, she couldn't mm -hmm. use corruption because corruption was in the in the team. Exactly, she, she couldn't use corruption itself. So mm -hmm. I think they, I think as she made a good team of decision there. Um, the interesting one to me always was the going back to the Corky Mercs one was because they couldn't. I know they couldn't use Shazam, but they did have the real rejects as a, as a more uh, I'd say an unstable team. More he's they've been around for um, a long time. Yeah, and uh, but it might be a schedule thing. I don't know. 
Haley requested that she only play in teams because she didn't want to play in singles. Apparently, he asked her if she wanted to play in the singles tournament, and she turned it down. So, if, But she said she still wanted to play, and so the team's tournament, like I mentioned, is the only one she was able to participate in. Okay. All right, so maybe that's what it is. But even, even so, though, even like if you decide that, I mean, if you can only – I mean, I guess that's why you, you, if you draft her – or not draft her, you sign her or whatever, you, you got to use her. But uh, do you have mm -hmm. to use her? Or do you go with a stronger yeah. kingdom regardless? So, I mean, I, I think the Real Rejects, Real Rejects could have done – I mean, they won. They won the match. I can't really – I, I just that. feel like that's a lot of, like, behind-the-scenes stuff that, that – we're not necessarily like privy to in a sort of way does I, I feel like that doesn't necessarily make sense like I know that we all know and understand certain things in a certain way but um like when it comes to deciding between the witching power and the and the real rejects real <laughs> rejects ours are hard for me for any like that's just a no yes, I would just like to say that ours and w's are hard for me to say with my lips and my mouth and all of that so anyways the real rejects and the witching power that takes a lot of thank you thank you thank you i think choosing between those teams um was a big decision but um i think i i don't ever really i don't me personally like how i want to look at like stuff that happens i don't want to actually be like well the real rejects have this schedule on their live chat and this is what they do on their patreon and this is their actual schedule mm -hmm. like i don't ever like to look at like real life stuff when it comes like that i sure. i try to, to look at it as like Shmo i i still try to keep it inside of the schmodown bubble i get that, that i get that so, I mean, we know yeah. there's definitely real life events mm -hmm. that that def there's definitely real life things that happen behind the scenes mm -hmm. that definitely affect the scheduling. Christian wanting to see Brennan mm -hmm. Hanna more potentially, and that's not a that's not a spoiler. That's a, a guess that Brennan Hanna was so hot that maybe Christian wanted, maybe Christian dictated that he wanted Brennan Hanna as a team member. Who knows? But there's a lot of things like that that do obviously affect these decision making. So I get what Danny's saying though, in terms of like we can't it, we should take that out of the mix is what you're trying to say as Officially, far as like. Yeah. If we're yeah. looking at it like if we, so, but we should definitely, if we're going to do that, as long as we make that disclaimer, the disclaimer being mm -hmm. obviously there's scheduling issues. Obviously there's other stuff that behind the scenes we might not know about or we might know about, mm -hmm. or my dad might be public knowledge per se, as far as that goes, but purely on the decision. If we had to make that decision without anything else behind that, we don't know anything about Haley's decisions. We don't know anything about what Christian wants or anything. What would you mm -hmm. put in witching power or real rejects? I guess it's an interesting topic to have also. Cause right. that's, uh, I'm ahead. sorry, Paul. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Bye with that like if that's the 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 basis that we're going on behind it if i'm looking at those two teams and what they've done and what they could potentially do honestly i'm going with witch and power i get it that oh. real rejects have been in this game for as long as they have been their record isn't necessarily where it should be i get it i love that team more than more than people should genuinely i love that team i think that they really do well i think john humphreys is definitely a a, a player inside of this league that is underrated but in the mm -hmm. same sense that i feel that Haley fouches so mm -hmm. um that's why i feel like if i'm looking at potentially uh, from a manager's aspect and looking at my team who has played and what's going on and what i feel like could potentially be something that could have a bigger run into it. If I'm looking at the real rejects or the witching power versus founding fathers, I think the witching power has a higher chance at winning 
then the real rejects do. I absolutely, if I'm looking at the real rejects versus founding fathers, no offense to my dudes, no offense to to my favorite reaction channel, no offense, guys, but I would genuinely go. I would like if I had to put money on something. If I felt like between between these two teams, who would beat that one team? I'm gonna go with the witching power. I that regardless of how I feel of the of how real rejects have done in the past, I feel like Perry Nemiroff and Haley Fouch as movie watchers and what they do inside of the inside of the sphere and taking it outside of that little dome that I was talking about. I think that that team has the potential to beat the founding fathers. Interesting. I would argue also real quick that I, I do think I get what you're saying. To me, the real rejects though have made such great strides. Like the, they, in the mm -hmm. beginning, like when they started, they were definitely more of like the. I don't, I, I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I don't say laughing stock, but I mean like they were the. Uh, if you're in wrestling, they'd be the jobbers. They're the ones who are going to come in. That you're going to put them in a first round match. You're going to put them against somebody who you want to test them out if they can get past them. Makuga said it on show mm -hmm. that Josh, they were the kind of if you beat us. And you can play the rest of the league kind of thing. Like that stepping stone team. That's where they were for a little bit. Um, but they've really taken a lot of great steps. This year for them, even though their wins and losses aren't extremely different, they made an impression on me, both Humphreys and and Alba. And together, I think they have – They I, I don't want to stunt their growth away. I almost want to keep that momentum going because if they're going to take that extra step, they need to play together more. They need to play more matches. And that would bring them up farther. So in a way, I would put them in – as a team that's been having some momentum, some momentum versus a team that hasn't done anything together. I mean, you could argue Perry had momentum after a little bit after the thing after knocking out KO uh, in the singles tournament, but to me, I don't think it's quite where you want to be in this kind of situation for a tournament where you need points. You need points, but we're running we're running out of time, we're running out of class. You go with a guy who has already made that stretch, they've already had that momentum, and kind of like riding the hot hand in a way. Not that the real react was a hot team. But they had certainly had made strides, and I would like to have seen them go get a shot at it. I definitely agree with you. Um, they had just have so much momentum going into this, you know, this season. And I also think that I agree with you, Danielle, 100 million percent. They are also like low key, one of my favorite Schmodown teams of all time. They're so wonderful individually and together. Um, John Humphreys in particular, there's so much untapped potential with that competitor. I'm like waiting for him to like blow up. I really am. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, for honestly, I, I would personally, <laughs> please don't say that out of context, guys. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. You know, but um, I, I think I prefer because I, I know I kind of bring about the, com the the conversation about chemistry and everything. And we're not talking about, you know, we're not going to talk about, you know, um, you know, schedules or just availability and who wants to play in what division or any, any of that good stuff. When it comes down to it, you know, I have more confidence in the real rejects as a team because I know what to expect from them and I know how to work with them, what they need in matches. And with uh, the, when it comes to the witching power, I don't know what to expect all that much. They're much more of a risky team because you just don't know. They're really great together. We haven't seen them too, uh, individually, but we haven't seen them together. And so, you know, you just don't know what they're going to need as a manager going into it versus real rejects. You know exactly what they're going to need. You know what they know, need from you as a manager and you know how to prepare them efficiently. You already got the strategy for your strengths, your weaknesses. You've got all that good stuff. You know how to 
you know, you know what to uh, help, what to do to help them refocus or whatever it may be. Um, so it's just very different. It just comes down to it. If I was like in first or second place with my faction I, and I didn't need the points as actively, I would be like, yeah, totally witching power, 100%. You know, I, you know, I want to work on, you know, building some new competitors. Absolutely. And who knows, this might be like the best new team of the season. That happens. You never know. Same with like deception. But if I'm in like, a situation where I'm in desperate need of points, I'm going to put in a team that I can rely on a little bit more by comparison. I do want to say something really quickly about what I see like talking about in the chat right now when it's talking about um, going live versus uh, in studio matches. Mm. And I get how that can feel different to people who are watching it online. And honestly, like, like this is completely a different sort of feeling. And I like, I can't, I can only say my relations to it and how I feel about like being a personality on the internet in some, in even the tiniest spectrum that it is y'all. Like I have the biggest anxiety before we go live over every chill episode. Like Paul and I, like Paul's laughing right now because he knows like I do. Oh yeah. I do. Having a panic attack every <laughs> single time before we go live for chill because it's this weird sort of I'm not ready feeling. It's a sort of thing. So mm -hmm. regardless if you feel like being at home, this is my home. I'm in my bedroom right now. My bed is two, I don't know how many, maybe four feet, three feet away from me right now. You're not socially distancing from your bed? I'm, so, I'm not even socially distancing from my bed right now. But I'm still extremely nervous every time... I'm about to go live on the internet because there's still people watching me on a sort of uh, thing. So uh, going live versus um, recording something is still a weird sort of feeling because you're still presenting yourself to people on the internet okay. and you're still um, in this weird sort it, it it is really like this weird sort of space that it is so i don't that that's why whenever people talk about these new competitors that are doing stuff um from their homes uh competing online from their homes versus doing stuff in studio i completely get how the atmosphere is different but that doesn't change internally how you feel about things um, right. me as a person, I'm, I'm, I'm just a nervous person. That's just who I am. I talk a lot whenever I get nervous. I, I, I that's just what I do. Danny rants is a thing because I'm just trying to make myself sound smarter <laughs> in any sort of way that I can by just talking as much as I can. So that's what, that's where Danny rants kind of come from. But the idea that like, Playing online versus playing in studio does less for a person's anxiety or how versus someone plays, I think it's kind of a hollow argument because you mm -hmm. still get the pressure. The pressure is there in a different sort of way, I think. Um, I, be, I don't ever want to, to say that anyone who is playing online in this format is a different sort of way. I can say this because I, I've I've had the wonderful opportunity to be able to be there during a match online pre-recorded before it goes online. That shit just goes. Like 
there's no real time that you get to yourself to recollect your brain or anything like that in any sort of sense. So that pressure is still there for the competitors, no matter mm. what. So that's why I don't feel like playing online versus playing in studio is that much different because I still believe that that pressure for the competitor is still there. And that's just my opinion. However anyone feels about it, watching it online, all of that stuff is however anyone feels about it as a fan. I will never, ever discredit your experience as a fan. Never, ever. Absolutely not. But what I can tell you from my experience and is that like I genuinely feel like the pressure is still there. I don't know how Paul or Alex feels about it, but for me personally, I feel like that pressure is still there. I'm about to tell you how I feel about that. Thank you. <laughs> Please stop making me talk. Thank you. <laughs> Streamlabs or Super Chats, obviously streamlabs.com slash call to action podcast. That will be a way to get in touch with us. Uh, get those in there. We'll answer anything you want to answer. Of course, about the matches, about anything. Also, I'll answer anything you want to know about me, honestly. I'm, a, I'm an open book. But uh, as far as what we were talking about, Danny, I, I, I see what you're saying because obviously I have the same kind of like, I don't panic attack. I got it linked just before before chill starts when we're talking to the guests. It's like, oh, it's go time. I get a little those butterflies. Absolutely. I do think it's a little different though, as far as in a live event. I think if you take that energy and then you multiply it. For me, you multiply it because now you're stepping out on stage in front of everybody. Now you're under all the hot lights. Now you got Christian like bellowing at you from next to you, next to you. Or this part Christian right here is talking to you on the screen. Even if he's loud, he, he's still just Christian. When you're in live in person, he's there like bellowing out. All things, and the fans are chanting it with you. It's a kind of a, it's a, it's a bit more of an, a distinct pressure uh, adds to it. So that's my own thoughts on it. I think there, it, there is definitely, it's not easy to do it online. I'm not saying it's definitely easy. I do feel more of the pressure in person, especially because it can, it can be intimidated in person as well. I know Andrew Guy has mentioned it, for example. You talk to somebody online, you try to do your heelish tactics, it's one thing. When you're in your face in real life in person, you can almost like like lean into them. That's a little more intimate, a little more distracting, if you will. So that, that's my thoughts on it. All right, Alex, do you have anything to add on that? Um, I threw up last night from crying, you know. Um, so you know, that's a fine, that's fine. That happens to me at least once a month from anxiety. Um, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, you know, it, you know, that happens, you know, to a lot of us. Everyone's different, everyone handles their stress very differently. And I like I said, you know, I've had no Wi-Fi, it's been wonky. My hotspot on my phone is very limited. And you know, I've been living in, I'm like I don't want to say low key homeless, but I mean, like I've been living in Airbnbs for the past like two weeks while I'm in the process of trying to move to a different place. You know, it sucks. Um, you know, thankfully I'm very unfortunate situation where my husband is incredibly supportive and I love him so much. And, you know, he knows exactly what to say and what to do in order, in order to kind of comfort me, make me feel, you know, like a million bucks where I can put on a really, a, you know, a good show when I need to, you know, but you know, things happen and, you know, people are mean sometimes unnecessarily oh surprise right um and you know things happen and but at the end of the day you know we we try really hard to put out good content and sometimes we just feel a lot of pressure to do our best work and let's let's face it the people that put most pressure um uh you know the people that put puts most pressure on us to succeed 
make the be a good host be on top of like booking and you know putting everything out on the socials and everything it's it's ourselves right. you know Paul, you are your own greatest critic, your, your own biggest and worst critic. Same for Danielle and I, you know, Kelsey, everyone I know. It's just like, because we know all our faults. Thing is, but that's okay. It's all about having a good support system and finding ways to, you know, I think Jake, out. I think Jake, <laughs> might, I think Jake might be my, my biggest critic. I don't know about that. Maybe Jake is my biggest critic, but... But your point otherwise stands. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. Jake, uh, um, I, I love Jake. I can say that <laughs> as his sister, you know, Jake can suck a bag of dicks, but you know, um, you know, say that with love. Maybe there's camera on Okay, god damn it. But <laughs> <Bye. laughs> I love you, Jake. But you know, I mean, like Fuck that you. that happens. Fair enough. <laughs> bag of dicks. Like, fuck you, you know, too, like, Alex. You know, like I want you to carry around a purse, a purse like a big old flower bag. What? Just fill it with like baguette sized dicks. Oh, here and we go. Eat it, Jake. Eat it. <laughs> but okay. Baguette sized dicks, though. Oh, you heard me. You heard me. <laughs> yeah, guys, this is like a living low key. Um, Welcome to the action house. Become like, uh, yeah, this is the action house, uh, the action anxiety house, action anxiety house. So um, there's also something I do want to confirm that there's having anxiety, having being stressed or being nervous. Everything that we all feel you know, um, you know, especially Danielle, yeah, you know, you have a million and one things going on. It's totally normal. It is totally fine to feel that way. It is, I don't want to say it's expected, but it's, you know, it's a very fun things is, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a lot going on and it's okay to, you know, feel that way. It's, if anything, it's, it's a great thing that you're able to recognize those feelings rather than push it off and ignore it because that always ends well, you know, for anyone, right? <laughs> Are we turning this to action therapy right now? This is no, action, action, action anxiety therapy. house. Hello. Do you want to learn how to deal with your anxiety and your social repressions come and talk to us <laughs> you want to talk about uh, you want to talk about grade school and high school bullying ah, just, just kidding we don't want to go there that's a that's another day <laughs> um but going back to uh sh just going back to schmodown i yeah but just going back to schmodown i i do think you are totally <laughs> yeah I totally um, i do think you're totally right danielle you know some competitors you know not only prefer actively prefer you know whether it be in studio or you know in a virtual setting it you know it can have like a real effect on their mindset going into matches Mm -hmm. Roka and Guy have been very vocal about it. Guy doesn't want to be in a match un unless it's a team next season. It sucks. And Roka, he hasn't won a single match all season in a virtual setting. And he's like mentioned, like, it it's just like really hard for him being the kind of competitor he is to rely exclusively on this kind of skill set. And yeah. because a lot of his strengths require physicality. You know, he's that's the kind an of performer he is. He, yeah. he, that's what he feeds off of. And so, uh, you know, it's a very difficult time for not only you know, a lot of behind the scenes people like us, obviously, but 
these competitors there's a lot that goes into it that's such a good thing to say alex because like the the idea like and again i said it in the chat no tea no shade to anyone who feels anything mm -hmm. different for, for mm -hmm. in studio versus online matches but but seriously like you're it's a weird feeling having your presence online so imagine the pressure for people like john roca who are high caliber players reading these comments that say you're at home what pressure do you have behind it you're uh, you're doing it in your own house well how can you fail you're in a comfortable environment how much more pressure do you think that it actually puts on players in that sort of sense because it's not easy to do things online i'm sorry like regardless of how we feel like i told like paul knows alex knows we have to be this weird online presence for this show and we don't have any really expectations that other people have for us you just come here for our opinions you don't come here for our specific knowledge or anything like that when you're watching schmodown it's a it's you're a here thing. for danielle's wicked awesome hair <laughs> thank you thank you it's a mess right now but thank you uh it's more gorgeous than my hair could ever be She's trying to kiss me, I appreciate it because I'm a kid. I'm just, no, I'm just stating a fact because I have a moth on my head. So it's totally I look like, I look like a shepherd dog with no, blue eyeshadow. My hair. And the most my, beautiful person on this channel. Why no, is she doing I, this right I, now? No, I, I, I do want to clarify. I, I didn't say that I wasn't beautiful. Now fighting over how, uh... I, I didn't, I didn't say that I wasn't attractive or I wasn't beautiful. I'm stunning. Okay. I'm stunning. Okay. Have you seen me? See me. Thing is, I, what I do have, uh, however, what I do have, however, is a mop of this hair. I because I can't do. I'm not I can't. This is, this, is called, this is called this is called a hair. Actually, interrupted my train of thought. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. No, no, I'm so sorry. You to stop. I'm not going to tell you to stop. So I'll let you keep going with yours. <laughs> Where the hell are we? That's We're weird. getting off track. We're I don't know. Track. We're off the rails. All right. You know what? Let's just move on to the next match. We have one more match to talk about that's coming up this week on Friday. It is Paul and Tom versus the fi uh, versus final exam. So Paul against Paul in a way. Um, this is going to be another. This is probably the best match that we're going to see this week. I think in terms of the tournaments matches versus the play-in matches versus uh, category nine and odd couple. This match is one I'm definitely looking forward to because they're both established teams for the most part. Um, at least with established players, um, I, I I like the chances of both teams. I have a hard time picking between these two teams, to be honest with you. Uh, obviously, Final Exam has the a former champion on their on their side with Paul Ayama. They made a good run this year as a team, um, nearly making it all the way until Shazam stopped them. Uh, Paul and Tom struggled a little bit, but I feel like I feel like they're angry. At least Paul specifically has been angry. He really wants to show himself more. Um, so I don't know who's got the edge here. I want to give it to Final Exam because they've worked together so pretty well. Um, but I also think out of the four, the four people involved, Lon is probably the least uh, of the four players at this point. Um, he's shown a little weaknesses compared to the others. I think Paul and Tom have a lot of strengths. I don't know. Okay. I, I think that they have great guys. I think Lon's probably the best character of the, of the four. 
Um, but he's shown he's still a vulnerability, especially since we've been able to hear the matches. Like before, we didn't have to know. I know, like Andrew Guy, for example, has said he hates talking that we see this now. We get to see the the talk in between. It always seems like Lon was kind of giving in to Paul. Like, oh yeah, okay, Paul, you think that will do that? Uh, so I think this team basically will live on Dai and Paulyama, uh, and it's not necessarily a bad thing because he's he's a great player. Um, but I do think Paul and Tom, Paul Preston and Tom are more equal players, and therefore less weaknesses between them. Which is why I think I think I want to lean towards Paul, Paul and Tom, or Tom and Paul, whoever the name is. Paul and Tom, I mean, it's Tom and Paul. Tom and Paul. <laughs> that either way. So I, I think I'm going to lean towards Tom and Paul. What do you guys think? I'm the opposite. Okay. Yeah, I got uh, I got final exam on this um, for team chemistry reasons. I think that. Um, Paul and Lon have worked together so well, got very far in the team's in, in earlier in the team. It wasn't necessarily it wasn't the real team's tournament thing, but like in the tournament in the team's turn in the team's matches that they put in, they did very well together. They've always done very well together. They've complemented each other in their matches. Um, when you say that Lon is probably like fourth ranked out of the players that are in this team, yes, I can kind of see how that goes. Um, but also, I don't want to discredit this team. Could possibly be my bias. You all know me. Swag, swag, drip, drip, holla, holla. So um, I'm 100% rooting for final exam inside of this match. Um, I think I can't. I legit can't. I can't. It's it's. It wouldn't feel right in any sort of way for me to go against Swag. So that's why I definitely have final exam in this. But really, honestly, it, it really does come down to team, team chemistry uh, when it comes to this sort of match. Because Tom and Paul definitely have that um, mm, um, je ne sais quoi about them, like, we know that Paul Preston and Tom as individual competitors have done extremely well together, but from these online matches and what I've seen Tom play in has been off for me. I love Tom as a character. Mm -hmm. I think the character is a lot of fun, but what I've seen him in these online matches, I'm just not that big of a fan of like, I love his character. I just don't think his character translates very well inside of these online matches. And I think that there's nothing against against Tom, the person, as a player, because I think he has a legit knowledge when it comes behind it. But I think that that's where character play kind of comes in, where we saw the Andrew Guy match in that in that big, uh, uh, the, the what was it, when he played against, who was it? Oh, my gosh, why can't I think of what it was? But, like, the Andrew Guy spectacle that we had to deal with when he was going through his beautiful mind sort of thing as a, um, as a, uh, as a player and stuff like that, like going through the Shmominati and all of that. I feel like sometimes maybe in these online formats, your character isn't going to translate very well. And that's where I feel like Tom fails. And that's the only reason also why that's not the only reason, but that's why I feel like a uh, final exam will advance. Okay, I mean, I, I, it's a valid point. Like I said before, I, I, both sides. If final exam advanced, I wouldn't be shocked. Let's put it that way. That's I'm definitely not saying like not the other matches I've said definitively. Final five is going to win. Definitively, odd couple are going to win. This one could go either way. I'll be honest with you. I just lean one way. But Alice, what do you what do you have to say? I agree with any everything Danielle is saying. Um, everything from the time 
you know, comments, um, you know, down to the stats and everything. I mean, like, like we were talking about, uh, you know, uh, you know, when I was like, if I were to, if I were coy, I would have personally gone with real rejects, but you know, that's totally fine. That's just me. Uh, you know, um, but you know, when it comes to Kate and, you know, being part of the den, obviously, I, I think is I don't feel like they really connected, uh, you know, from their first match, their lack of connection felt very real. <laughs> like it was awkward <laughs> um, and not in a good way, you know? Um, and, you know, and so I, I honestly, I put, if I had to put money on, I would 100% put down, you know, for final exam and not to mention, they not only have really great connection, but they are like a really solid team together. They like they actively work well together. And I hope to see much, much more of the next season as well. So like I said earlier, we are privileged to this sort of weird mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So um, with all of that considered, do you feel like um, the What's the what's Rachel Sobestrini and Ben Goddard's team's team named the Den, right? The Pride, the Pride, the Pride, the Pride. Do you feel like the Pride against final exam would be a better competition, or do you feel like Tom and Paul are a better competition against final exam? That's a good question. That's a very good question. Um, that's what, not rookies, one rookie in, in the pride with Ben Goddard, Rachel Silvestrini, who does very well in teams mm -hmm. and all of that good stuff. Two very different teams. I think when it comes to the pride versus Tom and Paul, two mm -hmm. very different teams, in my opinion, I personally do think that the team that, uh, the team fucking Tom and Paul. <laughs> would do better than the pride um when it comes to this specific match that's my opinion against it i i do agree that tom and paul are the better team to put into the tournament regardless if um uh, the pride has had a little bit more uh, chemistry but they've done very well together versus uh tom and paul all of that good stuff but i do feel like Tom and Paul is the better choice for this. I like to see, I think, what they need with Paul and Tom. You know, I was, yeah, they only, they played one match and they lost. And they didn't lose mm -hmm. bad. Um, they made a bad yeah. decision with uh, Kate making the, yeah. Kate taking the sort about the Festival of Darlings or whatever. Obviously, it's a rookie. But that was also when Kate was, mm -hmm. I think it was like her first match, I think. Or, yeah, it, it really was. And something I have to remember is that, that's with that being said, we can't really hold that mistake against her. Right. Those things happen. It was her first match as a manager. You know, people make mistakes. And, you know, that's not something. And thing is, um, what, if anything, I'm more impressed that, you know, she learned from it. She was very open about had that experience of why she chose it and it makes sense mm -hmm. why she chose it but you know you know those things happen exactly. and you know she said if anything it made her much more proactive as a manager in the future so that's a you know really really wonderful way to kind of go about it I agree. I, I, I do think that they need more time together, though. Like you got, they have chemistry. The pride has chemistry because they played a lot mm -hmm. together. Now they played a bunch of matches together. Now mm -hmm. Paul and Tom need that in order to get the chemistry. You I, is it well, is it too soon though to mm -hmm. have it in the tournament? I get that too. But. I was. Well, so I would be much more excited about uh, Paul and Tom together as a team if I had if 
if uh, if I was a, if that was their manager and I saw them training, you know, like if uh, if I like if I knew like if we if we had like our like official den training sessions or something like that, if I noticed they do naturally have a lot of chemistry together. Right. And if maybe and, uh, you know, and I, I believe it was revealed later on that Paul and Tom, even though they had a really bad chemistry on that one match, it was our first match. And also apparently they met each other that day (laughs) so we can't really expect you know we can't really expect you know amazing things from the get-go from people i just met right (laughs) you know and so um you know if you know if i were kate i would be much more motivated if i actually saw them behind the scenes and they actually hung out or well not hung out obviously but i mean like if they actually did if i did notice a connection between them that wasn't there before Well, that's sort of um, also my question, not question, but like just general statement for for all of us here, especially because all of us have been following the Schmodown for a very long time. This is Kate's first run as a manager. Mm -hmm. We have seen the progressions of a team having a manager when managers were completely non-existent in the league to Mm -hmm. where managers were kind of there. They were a personality. We've seen what they've done and to what this season has brought managers up to. This is Kate's first year in the Schmodown, really. Mm -hmm. It's, it's interesting to see what she's doing with it because um, I I love Grace. I absolutely love, uh, like I'll, I'll, I will follow Grace to the ends of the earth. A hundred percent. That's not a weird lie. Anything I follow her, but I love Grace Hancock as a person. But when it comes to the Schmodown, I don't necessarily think that like, the strategies and the complete gameplays and anything that like really involves people um, in the Schmodown in the same sense that like Roxy is in it or like even Tom Dagnino is into it and stuff like that. Um, I don't think Kate has all of that back knowledge of what happened years prior to understand the game in a sort of sense that a lot of us kind of understand it in a weird sort of way that's like that's such a weird thing to say that we understand a game on the internet anyways um so i think kate can progress as a manager from here from what she's doing now i think she's doing a lot of rookie mistakes in a way that would allow her to be a better manager in the next year. And that's what mm-hmm. I feel like is an important thing to note about the Schmodown is because um, this is a game that we all want to see continue. None of us are just like, all right, this is going to be the the season of the Schmodown and then I'm not, I'm going to forget about it after the season. All of us are looking into this, like what's going to happen next season, especially right now at this point in the Schmodown, because all of us are, are, are as invested into this game as we can be, especially if you all are watching this now. If you all are here at 1.22 in the morning, Central Time, watching Call to Action, 2.22 for Eastern Time, right over there, wherever time there you are. If you're watching this fucking show right now, you're invested in the Schmodown in a certain kind of way. So, so for us to see what Kate is doing, I think that like we all know that Kate will be better as a manager next year. 
I don't yeah, think she needs to do as a manager this year, but only because she's new in this game. I think she's going to be a much better manager next year. And I think that that's what is important, especially when we talk about um, uh, corruption as a team and deception as a team, because uh, managers only have three spots to fill in this draft. So what is this game going to evolve into? Is this going to be like a faction that like has an established team like most NBA teams? Like the only, like, I just think of the Spurs whenever I think of stuff like that. And, and like, fucking all like the the team in general and like that team needs to stay together and that's what factions are at this point so i hope that factions stay and i hope that we get uh um i hope that we're able to keep teams together and i think that kate uh, with the team that she has now, if she's allowed to continue to work with them, I think Kate will evolve as a manager and her players that are on her faction now will evolve as players with her in the way that needs to evolve inside of the Schmodown. That's my rant. Hello, I'm done. <laughs> All right. Well, we kind of went through that. We kind of have our thoughts on that. I think that's definitely, we can say, that's going to be a very interesting match. I'm very much looking forward to that. We do have one event left we can talk about before we wrap things up here. We do have uh, the throw down is next week as well on Friday. We got Josh McCuga versus Elliot Dewberry in the Civil War, in the action, or the action, uh, Wildberry Civil War, and uh, Jen Kent versus Video Drew. Uh, real quick, we'll do a little rundown on those real quick. Uh, Video Drew versus uh, Jen Kemp's going to be a very interesting match, fun match. I think Drew has done a lot of, um, Drew's done a lot of work this year, but she hasn't had a chance to get much results out of it in terms of like the free for alls or anything else. Um, so I think she's hungry. Wants to get, wants to put a solid, uh, get a victory to move forward in a way, get that momentum going. Um, so my prediction is video drew, uh, Jen Kemp is a solid competitor from what I've seen. I haven't seen a whole lot though. So, uh, but where do you guys, where do you see this going, Alex? Yeah, uh, it, it's definitely going to be a fun, fun day. Now I, you know, especially with a, you know, with, the spectacular, I can't believe it, just a few weeks away. Like, what is time? I have right. no idea where, like, where this has gone. We're, like, finally wrapping up the 2020 season, the crazy 2020 season of Schmodown. And, you know, this is, whereas that's going to be filled with, like, belt matches, really intense matches that are, I can't wait to see. This is going to be one that's, like, very, uh, this is going to, this throwdown is going to be very specific to a lot of character, a lot of fun, uh, you know, some story. So I'm really excited to see that you know go down i am not particularly rooting for any one specific person i i do think elliot has it in the bag just because he, we call there's a reason why you know he's you know he's the, he's the dewberry you know you know you know and you know so he has that going for makuga he's great but if it's not will smith uh, or rom-coms you know, it's very hit and miss for him, you know, and, uh, you know, Video Drew and Jen Kemp are two competitors that are so talented where their knowledge is not reflected in their um, in their records. So I can't wait to see this go down. Sweet. We're a quick day before I get to you. We do have a super chat. I want to throw up there. Mukbang reviews. Thank you very much for the donation. I miss most of the show, but I love the Schmodown. I think Alex Max is Alex Mack is an amazing host. I respect PLD's 17 rounds, but he's a jerk overall. <laughs> truth. Maybe truth. Alex, your debate show with John Drew was great. Yeah, Schmobase was awesome. You could go back and check that out afterwards if you'd like. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so Danny, what about you uh, in this throwdown? 
Um, I, I'm excited about this. I think Dewberry has it over Makuga. I think he just has a well more established knowledge than Josh does. Um, I think Josh is having fun. Um, uh, the, the idea of retirement between these two is kind of weird because what if Josh does win? That's a high probability, like right there, like Josh Makuga winning and beating someone is not anything that, that any of us Ishmodan fans take for granted because that can absolutely happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that uh, it's just interesting to see what it is. I'm interested to see what they do for it. Um, I love the Schmodown. I have a lot of fun with the Schmodown. I think it's uh, one of my, it, it is my favorite show on the internet, a hundred percent. So if this is just kind of a, um, a weird ploy to get, Elliot and Makuga to retire. Like if there's just some sort of like weird at the mm-hmm. end of the Schmodown, both of them retire or retire the, the wild berries in some sort of way, then I think that that's fine. Um, it's okay. Wild berries was a fun team. We definitely had a fun run. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of people. Uh, what's the right way? I can't think of the right way to put this, but like the idea of keeping the wild berries together just because they're a fun team isn't necessarily my main reason for keeping them together. I do appreciate them, but if Josh McCuga or Elliot Dewberry decides to do something different or decides to move on from this specific uh, journey inside of the Schmodown, then more power to them. Go for it. Do it. Like we've seen, like we watched, like um, the only example that's coming to my head right now is Paul Preston and Adam Witt, like watching their team break up and see Adam Witt go into something separate is uh, is a fun idea. And so watching a team break up is fine. I think it's fine. We all have to deal with team action. Look, if we have to deal with team action breaking up, y'all can deal with the wild berries breaking up. It's totally fine. Ding, ding. I get that. I will say that as well. Uh, I will give my quick thoughts here. I think about the, the headlining match. I think Makuga and Dewberry is going to be a fun match, and that's what we need sometimes. We just need a good, fun match. Uh, <laughs> Dewberry definitely has the advantage, but again, I think Makuga could also pull uh, an upset because Dewberry gets a lot of credit. Now, he's starting to get more credit it's almost like i wonder if it gets too far credit wise he's still a wild bear um i think it all depends on the round it's going to depend on, the, on that wheel it's going to depend on if again like, like alex said will smith or he'll get a rom-com or he'll get maybe he'll get a slime arnie which i think he does pretty good at if you get something like that it could work for him who knows either way I don't think we're gonna see the last of them. He did Makuga is one and no in retirement matches. That is true. He did win, he beat Finn Draco to stay unretired. And then there's also the possibility that something like this wrestling wise can happen. I love to see this. I think Eric Frederick said it. I love it. He said, maybe whoever loses will come back as a mass competitor. When Hulk Hogan retired, I had to be forced to retire. He came back as Mr. America. Everyone knew it was him, but it was a fun mm-hmm. segment. He comes back saying, he'll come back saying something like, well, Barry, it'll say something silly. And like, It'd be a fun time anyway. No, yeah, absolutely. These, no. uh, I, I think, the, I don't know about Elliot, but Josh has kind of mentioned that, you know, he, you know, he's not so much done with Schmodown. It's just that Schmodown is in a very different place for, from, you know, where it used to be. And he's, 
you know, you know, in order to succeed, you know, in Schmodown nowadays, it's, you have to be a certain kind of competitor that he isn't, <laughs> you know, and he, I would love to see him involved in another way, you know, as an advisor, heck, as a ridiculous commissioner, I would love that. I think that would be so much fun, you know, where he has a lot less pressure, um, you know, but I, I just don't think realistically at this time, is this, this is not something that he, he wants, even wants to try to take seriously all that much. And he won't. He it's, just, it's, not a priority. it's just not a priority, you know. There's always, I'm sorry, there's always going to be a place for him in the league, honestly, because he's a fun, he's a fun person. He's a legacy Absolutely. player. So he'll always be able to come back wonderful. and throw on a, an opening act match or something like that. Or Because you're always going to put him on, you'll watch him, no matter how quality of the matches. So that's what I got to, to say. Real quick, mm -hmm. got another, uh, another one from Mukbang Reviews again. Thank you so much. Alex Mack is a superstar on screen with question writing slash interviewing. Lucas and the Outlaw are lucky men. PLD wins matches, but personality matters here, man. Work on it. Okay. Well, I guess uh, I see where I stand with you, and that's okay. Yeah. Okay Mukbang Reviews obviously does not like me, and that's fine. That's okay. That's all right. We're good. <laughs> I don't think he likes me much either, it seems like, but that's no. okay. That's but at right. least he's acknowledged all right guys we're gonna wrap this up here thank you so much for coming on with me thank you chat for being in there uh get that like get that subscribe uh go to the pod any podcast form or an audio format anywhere you get your podcasts um got a lot of things coming up tomorrow we uh danny and i will be back uh chilled action will be uh welcoming on ben goddard that should be a lot of fun um also next week I think Hall's actually might be taking a little bit of time off uh, because we have the big event next week that we're all going to be a part of, the Smashathon, which I believe we have the thing. And there we go. Smashathon, November 14th to the 15th, starting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We are going 24, I think it might be over 24 hours now if I've been talking to Sean correctly. Uh, a lot yeah. of different podcasts. It's going to be called Action POV. Uh, let's get ready. Uh, Ultimate Schmodown, this Mount Schmodown. Uh, a lot of your favorite people from all these things, different competitors are be sprinkled throughout. Schmobate, we're going to have a special Schmobates, which Alex is working hard on. We're going to have another, we're going to have an episode of Chilled Action during the stream as well. A uh, lot of different cool event things. It's all going to go towards that GoFundMe uh, for Kevin, Kevin the Smasher Smets. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, do it. It's for a great cause. You'll see a lot of people. Uh, we'll let you know exactly where it is going to be. It's going to be on its own YouTube page, which we'll get out as soon as we have it all set up. Uh, we're working on that now. So uh, anyway, else, Alex, where can the folks find you? You can find me on Twitter at real underscore Alex Mack. You can also find me at a few different places, not only at C2A where I host Shmo Bates, you know, every single Wednesday. And, you know, but next week I'm going to be hosting a little bit of a, of a weird one. It's going to be a fun one. Over, uh, just saying, instead of fanatics are wonderful in every single way. Very underrated. They're amazing. Go check them out. Just saying. Putting it out there. Um, I co-host uh, the show called Cinema Bias with Video Drew, a.k.a. Drew Grant, where we dive into our personal movie biases and watch movies that challenge us, you know, that we've never really thought about watching before so we're checking that out uh, we diving into children of men which i had never seen before which was a patron pick directed by alfonso Cuaron. and um oh yeah uh fridays with john john roca morning through the outlaw that's it and danny hit us you know me y'all you can find me on twitter at danny joy d-a-n-n D-A-N-I-E-E-J-O-Y. You can also find me here every Sunday hosting Chill the Action with my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul Denuzio, right over there, uh, where we talk to Schmodown pros, all of that good, great stuff. And that's pretty much it. So like uh, like this video, comment. If you're watching this 
on the replay. Please comment and let us know how you feel. Let us know about your predictions for the team tournament match. Make sure that you subscribe to the Call to Action channel and all of that good, great stuff. We love you and we appreciate you. Thank you so much. At Paul underscore Denuzio on Twitter, you can find me also on the Action Industries channel uh, producing for Ben and Drew. We have Action Guys tomorrow night before chill. If you want to see us there, I'll probably pop up making an appearance. I usually make some kind of appearance at, at some point. Um, you can also find me on coming up next uh, on the SEN, La SEN network with Brad Gilmore and Jen Sturger. It's a lot of fun. And finally, PLD Projects. Probably tomorrow morning, early 7 a.m., we will... Jarvi and I will be doing another Mandalorian review, uh, season two, episode two. That's a lot of fun if you can be up at that time. If not, you know, it'll be on. It'll be on replay. Uh, one last thing I'll say there. Let go, my pen reviews. One more time, Danielle. I simply don't know you, but those tattoos are killer, and I love your hair. Alex Mack puts things into perspective. PLD is like Damien from The Omen. You're giving him too much credit, my dude. I am the hero. I do look. No. I do want to say I think it's hilarious when people say that they don't know me on this channel when I've been here much longer than the boy. literally the longest founder of this channel. She's OJ. She's OJ. That's okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Rate us. That'd be much appreciated. It would be. Just checking us out. On our uh, podcast right there, that's us on Apple, but you can find us on Anchor or all that good stuff. But please give us a rating. That'd be dope. All right, my friends, as always. Thank you. Thank you. And we salute you, buddy. Thank you, McBang. We love you. Thank you. Bye-bye-bye.